Here's a quote from an article from our next guest. When discussing the upcoming federal budget, Finance Minister Christian Freeland recently said the Trudeau government will continue to take a fiscally prudent approach given the uncertainty in the world economy. But Canadians should be cautious about the minister's definition of fiscal prudence given the government's history on spending and deficits. The article is entitled Fisk Freeland's Fiscally Prudent Approach Drenched in Red Ink. The author, Jake Fuss, who joins us now from Calgary, Mr. Fuss, is the Associate Director of Fiscal Studies with the Fraser Institute. Jake, good morning and welcome back. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Now, budget uh, typically delivered in April in Canada. Are you expecting uh, that to happen again this year or earlier? Yeah, great question. I mean, it, typically the government uh, releases their budget either in March or in April. Uh, some years it can be as early as late February. Um, but the general expectation is probably uh, mid to late March this year for the federal budget. So let's talk a little bit about the, the, the reality that you point out. You go on to talk about a fiscally prudent approach to government finances must include spending restraint. And then, of course, you're also dealing, you wrote about this a week or so ago, with, with the, uh, the interest rates. The fact that we have a $2 trillion plus national debt, the interest rates alone for the year are going to be somewhere close to $70 billion. That's a lot of money that could be programmed spending elsewhere. This is the kind of reality that's going to challenge fiscal prudence of even the, the most experienced finance minister. Well, that's right. Uh, what we've seen, you know, at the federal level is eight consecutive deficits over the last eight years. Um, and what that means is that you're accumulating debts, uh, both during times of recession and before the recession as well. Mm -hmm. And the consequences of that debt is interest costs. Um, we've seen the federal interest costs in particular double over the last just two years when you have rising interest rates and that accumulation of debt. Um, and the consequences, like you laid out, are basically that we don't have this money to spend on other programs or provide tax relief to Canadians. Um, in every province across Canada right now, Canadians are paying more than $1,300 per person just on, on interest costs mm -hmm. um, going to government. So this is a substantial expense for Canadians. Jake, when Daddy Trudeau ran the show back in the 70s and 80s, he effectively doubled the national debt. Has Junior done the same again? So what we're seeing right now is this run up in debt, um, you know, uh, pretty similar. Um, you know, what we saw over the last eight years or so, um, we've seen about a $600 billion increase in debt, um, about or about a 48% increase in total debt in less than a decade um, under the Trudeau government since 2015. Um, and, you know, I'm glad that you, you mentioned that the period in the 80s as well, because um, ultimately what happened is in the 1990s when interest rates were rising, um, we reached a near debt crisis in, in the country, right. and ultimately the, the Chrétien and, and Martin government in the mid-1990s had to make significant changes um, in order to bring those interest costs back down um, and return the, the balanced budgets um, and, and get to ultimately surpluses so that they could get into a healthier um, government finance situation. Um, so, it's, you know, we could get into a similar situation here if we're not careful and, and if we're not prudent with our own finances today. 
Well, the government is handicapped to a certain extent, self-imposed, mind you, Jake, but nonetheless, they are handcuffed by the fact that they have this alliance with the NDP based exclusively, it seems, on the NDP prodding them to spend even more on programs they, uh, as they imagine them. And to try and maintain power, they have to keep the NDP on side, which means more expenses, don't you think? One of the the big challenges moving forward is to actually show spending restraint for the Trudeau government. Um, You know, their their latest projections have a deficit for 2023 over $30 billion, and that was in an optimistic scenario. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't include any potential funding for a a national pharmacare plan, for instance. Um, It doesn't include money for any potential recession either. Um, So this just, you know, demonstrates just how important it actually will be for the government to demonstrate that spending restraint moving forward, um, because, you know, we can get into a very sticky situation quite quickly um, if spending starts to get out of control and we're accumulating a lot more debt than necessary. So uh, now with the uh, at least in theory and if the, uh, the the rule of law was to be followed, we would not have a federal election until approximately a year from now, which gives them at least two more budgets to deal with before uh, before the vote. Although there is some sentiment that Mr. Trudeau would like to go early while Mr. Polyev remains relatively unknown and take his chances. Either way, uh, do you think the the debt servicing fact of life that we now face with the mega, mega billion dollar interest payments alone constricting our ability to spend without borrowing uh, is going to be an election issue? It, it could potentially, you know, um, I mean, I think this issue is going to be, you know, top of mind for, for many Canadians as interest costs um, are, are rising, especially now that we have this hot, higher interest cost or higher interest rate environment that we're in now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are seeing this, you know, as an issue at both the provincial and federal levels now. Um, you know, like I said, the interest costs are now consuming, you know, more than $1,300 per person um, across the country in every province. Um, so this is a significant expense. Um, and ultimately, it is the consequence of debt. Um, so it can become a, a bigger issue for governments and for Canadians over time. Um, and the other consequence of debt ultimately is that um, future generations of Canadians have to repay that debt potentially through higher taxes, too. Um, so that's another you know pocketbook issue for Canadians as well. No question. And the spillover effect, too, Jake, is at the provincial level. I mean, with the permission to spend uh, as much as you can dream about at the federal level, Ontario uh, and other provinces, uh, more than a bit of a financial mess themselves because of that attitude. And it's similar to what we we saw in the 1980s and 1990s, ultimately. Um, you know, the provinces were in that near-debt crisis, just like the federal government was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were very united on fiscal policy. Um, you know, we have seen, you know, recently some surpluses across Canada for provinces. Um, but the debt that they were accumulating over the last 15 years, particularly since the 2008 recession, ultimately means that interest costs are much higher now. Um, plus, you have the higher interest rate environment as well. Um, so those are driving up expenses for provincial governments, um, particularly in Newfoundland and Labrador and, and in Ontario and Quebec, um, who have significantly higher interest costs per person than other provinces in mm-hmm. Canada. Jake, uh, uh, thanks for this. Uh, friends, the article is entitled Freeland's Fiscally Prudent Approach, Drenched in Red Ink. It's in the Sun newspaper groups. Have a have a look. It's a good read. Only take a couple of minutes. Jake Fuss is the Associate Director of Fiscal Studies at the Fraser Institute on the line from Calgary today. Jake, thanks for this. Good to have you back. Thanks very much for having me on.